Welcome back to the series Preparing Children for the Future. Essays aim to equip children with the knowledge and the know-how of what to do when they become involved in situations of danger or new experiences that are unfamiliar. This is podcast number seven in the series. And just a quick overview, podcast one was about generalizations of preparing children for the future. Podcast two discussed life management skills. Podcast three, the importance of the monthly meeting. Podcast four, how to use the book entitled Preparing Children for the Future. Podcast five, educating future generations and the importance of teachers as well as parents. Podcast six, preventing addiction. And finally, this last, this podcast number seven, teaching children how to handle disappointment. Ideally, no one should experience sorrow and pain, and everybody should lead a most enjoyable, contented, and productive existence. In this ideal world, soulmates would be thoughtful, considerate, and understanding. Monetary concerns would never be an issue. The offsprings, if children are in the household, would be respectful, smart, and adorable. And the future sons and daughters-in-laws, if children marry, will show respect and get along with the entire family. Drug addiction, prejudice, and violence would be non-existence. In other words, everyone's days on earth would resonate like a glorious, happy party with music and dancing and orchestrated with a background of fireworks. Now, let's get back to reality. There is no one in this world who doesn't have adversity at one time or another in their lifetime. From an outsider's point of view, people may look as if they have no problems. Their children appear to be well-behaved and are doing well in school. The significant other appears contented. They drive a fancy car and so forth. The picture described sounds like this family is living a wonderful life, but an outsider only sees a superficial layer. The cover of the book may be very impressive, but the inside contents may reveal a completely different story than is imagined. Everyone experiences some traumatic event at one time or another. No one's life is perfect. Unfortunately, some people experience more tragedy than others. The point I wish to stress is that everyone has difficult times. It is important to recognize that everyone encounters hardships and it is imperative children be prepared to know how to deal with possible future adversity. Many people who encounter tragic events feel that they have to chastise themselves as they feel they were the cause of the mishap. Perhaps many children feel guilty if their parents obtain a divorce. They falsely assume that they were the cause of the separation when in fact their action had nothing to do with the event. 
Children should learn not to blame themselves for happenings over which they have no control. They should be taught how to evaluate a situation and take appropriate actions. For example, if children take school examinations in which they did not obtain a good grade, rather than falling apart, they should analyze what they can do to improve their grades in future examinations. Parents must be willing to do whatever they can to assist their children's abilities. If they need to help, if they need help in how to study, then the parents might arrange tutoring. If children do not understand a lesson, a lesson, they should be encouraged to consult with their teacher to resolve any questions they might have. In other words, parents should not sit back and do nothing if their children are having problems, whether it concerns school or personal experiences. Labeling, labeling a child lazy or bad without understanding the depth of the child's emotional difficulties or learning problems is poor parenting. Children must recognize that their peers have just as many fallacies and shortcomings. It is not uncommon for individuals to misplace their cell phones or lose their keys, or worse, their wallet with credit card, driver's license, and so forth. And no matter how hard they look, they can't find the lost objects. Fortunately, many of these objects can be replaced. Sure, it may cost money, time, and aggravation, but the bottom line is that the missing items can be replaced. It's when you can't replace an important object that individuals have a problem. They should do their best to use an alternate substitute and not waste time chastising themselves. One of the most tragic events of life is losing someone you love. The death of a relative or close friend is always traumatic, especially if one never previously experienced the loss of an individual. Some parents purposely shield their children from the topic of death in order to protect them. I was seven years old when my grandfather passed away. I was not told about his death, not allowed to go to the memorial service, or even see him interned. Only upon persistent questioning for several weeks was I told that he died. A more traumatic event occurred when I was a sophomore in college. My father had a severe heart attack and died suddenly. I felt numb and scared. I worried that my mother would not be able to handle the tragedy. How would my family survive? What would happen to my father's business? Would I have to drop out of college? For several weeks, I lived through a period of insecurity and anxiety. But subsequently, all the disrupted pieces of my life came together again. I went back to school and continued on the journey of my life. I strongly feel that children should be exposed to the fact that people do die and to be made to understand that death is a normal event in the process of life. This has to be accomplished very carefully depending on the personality and the age of the child. An insecure child will worry about his own demise and must be reassured. Observing the death of a pet animal will bring some understanding of the event. 
that is final to the individual involved, but for all all those that knew the person, life must continue. Demise people may no longer be physically present, but their memory will remain in the thoughts of those who who knew them. A free electronic copy of the book, Preparing Children for the Future, can be obtained by making a request on the email address askdrmel at yahoo.com, capital A-S-K, capital D-R, capital M, small letter, E-L, at yahoo.com. A hard copy of the book with the same title is available on amazon.com. Podcasts of Preparing Children for the Future can be located on Anchor, Public Radio, Spotify, Breaker, and other internet podcast sites. Melvin S. Rosh, M.D., is trained at Cornell while medical school and practiced pediatrics for over half a year, excuse me, half a century. He is the recipient of medical awards and the author of medical and lay articles. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. 